And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey, everyone. Carrington Martin here, along with Kyle and uh, Caleb. I almost called you crabs. <laughs> you can call me either. This I respond true. to both. <laughs> and we are here today with uh, Andy <laughs> and Derek. And they are actually uh, making a game. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, no problem. And uh, we, ha we decided to have you guys on uh, today. Uh, too bad. I, we really wanted to have you on last episode. We had somebody else line up. But at the same time, uh, we're excited because you guys are actually developing a video game. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourselves as well as the game itself? Okay, um, well, well, we'll start with um, ourselves. So, <laughs> uh, basically, Andy and I uh, have a very long history together. I've known the guy since, uh, God, I want to say, before, I, well, I've known him pretty much yeah. all my life, but we uh, became friends in around fourth grade. Um, we went to school together. Um, you know, all through school, we were great friends, played a lot of games, big nerds, um, graduated high school went to uh, Shawnee State, a local university in Portsmouth. Um, both got the same degree in game design. Um, <laughs> both worked in the same place uh, for about five or six years. And uh, eventually, you know, we've always kind of wanted to do this. We, and, you know, make a video game and we, we both, you know, have the, the knowledge to do so. So we just decided, uh, why not? You know, let's, let's quit our jobs. That'll be a great, smart idea. And that'll be a great thing to do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we did it. Uh, you know, we left the safety of our nice uh, full time or you know full time income, and um, have been doing this since roughly uh, June of of 2015. So, been living in poverty ever since. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> haven't eaten in weeks, but it, it's great. Oh you know? man, ramen noodles is probably something that's very that popular. Ramen diet. Oh my god, that's a luxury. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. As for your game, um, why don't you tell us a little bit of basic information? I know I have some more questions about it, but sure, uh, go for it. Um, okay, well, the game the game is called Bayvanchule. Um We'll just get that out there right now because it's 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 a I don't even know how to describe where it came from. Um, basically, you know, I was a pretty nerdy kid, um, still pretty nerdy, but I was a really nerdy kid and. You know, again, always wanted to make RPGs and get, you know, just games in general. Played a lot of them, and one day, just the name Bayvanchule, you know, kind of came in. <laughs> and that was uh, kind of, you know, that just became, uh, for all that time, an idea in the back of our minds. And we, you know, we decided one day we'd try to make that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what it is essentially is just kind of more or less a combination of. Um, a lot of the old great RPGs um, and JRPGs that we played growing up. Um, we've tried to draw inspiration from uh, game, you know, games like Final Fantasy Tactics. Obviously, Final Fantasy doesn't even need to be mentioned, really. Uh, Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, the list goes on. You know, there's a lot of different games. Um, and we wanted to... We always liked the tactical um, systems, and there aren't a lot of games that really 
you know, did that. I mean, obviously, Final Fantasy Tactics is one of the best that did it very well. Um, but we always just wanted to kind of give our own, uh, put our own, you know, twist on all that. And that's that's kind of where it came from. You know, it's just a, like I said, a big combination of a lot of different games. Really, um, probably the best way to to kind of describe it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, seeing your screenshots that you put on Twitter, and uh, I know I played a very early version of it. Uh, uh-huh. You sent me that demo, sure, uh, several <laughs> several months ago. It's like right, right after, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I mean, the game looks amazing. Uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job with that. Thank you. Uh, I yeah, like that. You. It looks really good. Um, you know what? What would you guys say is the earliest memory you have of playing video games individually or together? Uh, well, I, I personally remember the day that my grandma brought an NES to my house with Mario. Um, that, that was pretty sure that was the first experience I ever really had with video games. And same, was, same here. I mean, not with your, yeah, not my with grandma, your, not with your grandma. <laughs> but, but yeah, the first too was the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> She loved me more than you. I'm sorry, but uh, I mean, so I mean, I've been. I mean, that's probably one of my earliest memories. Four or five years old, and I've been. I mean, gaming ever since. Yep, same here. And that's uh, you know, honestly, it's, it, it really started with Mario. I'd say a lot of people can probably uh, say the same. Um, and I mean, gaming together, we've <laughs> since day one. I yeah, think. I mean, we got we we were at a point where we would you know whenever we would have sleepovers and stuff, I'd you know. Basically, one of us had a PlayStation and one of us had a Nintendo 64, and we'd swap back and forth. Um, whenever we'd have sleepovers and stuff, he'd be on one TV playing one game, and I'd be on the, t- you know, I guess same we, room. That's yeah, classic. We, I guess That's we how we hung out. We didn't really play together. I mean, we we uh, no, we did Red Alert. We did Civilization. Civilization is where we we first started playing a game together, and that was all. We just took turns playing. I don't know if you guys ever played Civ, but um, I love. Yes. We'll be playing God. Civilization Five tonight. We're actually going to play tonight after. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, nice. really. Very nice. Yeah. But anyway, that's um, that's pretty much it. You know, we've and we've been playing like to, uh, we got on like a Destiny kick for a while. Um, oh. Halo stuff. You know, we 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 kind of got into a first person shooter kick. Just mm-hmm. uh, oh, we had couch co op. So that Mo- we got good. into mobas um, and the stuff we played together. So. Um, yeah. Do you feel like having such a wide experience with so many different kinds of genres of games has really helped you in your game making process? Genres your as well development, as development. I would say number of games. Honestly, like uh, we we really liked the uh, some of the skill systems from Destiny. The way they did like their upgrading, their GUI basically the upgrade the the right. Weapon. Yeah. You know, yep. so just seeing and that has nothing to do with RPGs per se, but just seeing the different ways that all these developers have, have uh, you know, figured things out. And we're, we've played so many different games, hundreds, thousands of different games, and just, you know, seen so many different ways to do so many different things. I really think we've been able to pull together a lot of the best systems um, and, and hopefully something that's, they, they've never been pulled together before. Yeah, we want to try to do it in a, co- you know, a pretty cohesive way. I mean, you know, stuff like League of Legends even, um, you know, MOBA not really... A, you know the same type of game as like a JRPG, but we've, right. we've taken a lot of inspiration from some of their um, skill shot systems and stuff like that. And again, this is turn based, so it's not exactly <laughs> like that. But just the idea of like in showing those indicators in a certain way and mm-hmm. um, classifying skills in different ways, you know, stuff like that. So, 
can you guys kind of explain for us like uh, the process that you go through maybe to um, let's say let's say someone listening to this has an idea for a game and they have the skills to build it um, but they're not really sure where to start where where did you guys start you know what are you know not I know it's an incredible amount of work but briefly sure you know, how would you go about getting started on some, on a project I mean we it's kind of funny because again coming from a background where we where we you know actually went to school to learn how to do it um, it's funny because a lot of the stuff we learn in school is not we're not real it's still applicable in it's a good foundation way. right it's a good foundation but they didn't really show exact and again that's you know the curriculum has changed over time it's a wonderful program that they have down there um, but for us you know we kind of dove headfirst into um, a, a game engine called unity and you know it's it's a widely known very popular um, very powerful has its flaws obviously like everything does. partially broken yeah, yeah but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of where we got our start you know we we both we're very uh, you know problem solving oriented people and we we both just kind of jumped right in and um, you know obviously st starting out, was extremely overwhelming. I mean, there's there's so much stuff. You know, game engines. There's there's, you know, there's a reason they're some of the most expensive uh, applications in the world. You know, and take, you know, years and years, if not decades, to build a, a good game engine. Um, so it's it's very daunting at first. But I think I, the best advice I would give to somebody wanting to get in get into video game design is just. Just try it. Just do it. Just get download Unity and just start playing with it. Watch tutorials. There are yeah, millions, thousands, millions. Yeah, I mean, there are so many tutorials out there. Um, to this day, I'll still go online from time to time and just look at a video or oh, something. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's nothing you learn that way. I mean, and, and then you and then you apply it and it's stuck. Exactly, and it's all you know. It's what game making is mainly. It's just this iterative process where. Um, you know, you we've I learned something new about Unity every day. Mul you know, multiple things, and it's just always learning that and and just being able to reapply it in different situations. And um, and there's a good deal of you know discipline and motivation that that has to go in there. You know, again, like you said, making games is not it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, it's about the easiest way you can put right, it. Yeah. It's a very. It a lot of people don't realize exactly the extent. You know, and, and again, we wouldn't even be able to make this if it wasn't for Unity. Like yeah. flat out, you know, it's opened up a, a whole new world for a lot of indie developers like ourselves. So, I think that I think that's an interesting point that you make because a lot of people like to complain about a certain feature of a game or something. They don't understand really how much work and time and effort and balancing was put forth just for maybe just the most minute aspect of any kind of major title. Uh, out today, and they yeah. still like to complain about it. So I, I think that's a really nice perspective that you guys are bringing to the table. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, don't I'm guilt. I've been guilty of that. You know, if something doesn't <laughs> Who hasn't? work the way, yeah. trust me, I'm the first to complain. But I also have a lot of respect for. Say, so then we sit there and try to figure out how to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, are you figure in your head? You're like, man, what could have caught? You know, if I worked on that, like, what what could what could I do to fix that or, you know, stuff like that. But Oh, man, I wish I had that ability. <laughs> it's actually, it ruins games a lot because how many, hours, how many hours I've spent in Skyrim and other games, like looking at trees and looking at, you know, random rocks and stuff like that, just trying to figure out how they did it. Yeah, and just seeing, like, where their seams are and their textures or, like, just any any number of it things. It can ruin like gaming, honestly. And stuff like that. So, so it's go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. 
Uh, I was just going to say, so it's pretty much turning your gaming into a, uh, a lecture or a studying course for you to to play games now. I can, uh, I can totally kind of see how that could kind of rob the joy out of out of yeah. gaming, but also at the same time, it could be super interesting to, to see how like creators of certain games did, you know, uh, like like in Skyrim, for instance, or another huge open world game. It'd be interesting to see how those developers created their world that way for you to pull inspiration for your own personal world. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I, I I regularly pop in a game just to see how they do things. Dragon Age Inquisition gets popped in at least once a month because I want to see how those trees transition from billboards to, you know, to meshes. Um, so I mean, I it, it it takes me back to games that I've played already, if nothing else. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what kind of developmental stages? <clears throat> and I apologize, apologize if I screw up this name, but it's. Vivantule, right? Yeah, Pretty that's much. that's yeah. Very, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's okay. Good. So, what kind of what's at what point? What stage are you guys in with with Vivantule? Uh, well, we've we've basically we got to a point where we were comfortable calling it pre-alpha, basically. Okay. And again, you could people over over the years and stuff, developers have come up with increasingly. Uh, <laughs> with a lot of different names to try to classify. This would have this been thing. a demo ten years ago. Simple as that. Exactly. Yeah, is, and it's like know. you know you have a pre-alpha, you have a beta, mm-hmm. open access. Yeah. I mean, there are a million different designations. Um, we're comfortable. We're very comfortable with this game at this point. It is at the point where we we could we could potentially pitch it to something um, mm-hmm. like a you know like green light or possibly we've even considered um, a Kickstarter in the future. But we want to get it to a point where. Um, you can really just play it, and it it kind of just stand on its own. Um, and it, it the pre alpha demo we have available does that already. But there are just a few more things that we'd like to get in there. Um, you know, the skill system, um, stuff like that. Some of the more advanced stuff um, to show exactly. You know what? Give, what it has give, to offer, right? Give you know uh, prospective players more of an idea of what the game has to offer. Um, Developmental wise, we were shooting. <laughs> we were shooting initially for a, a mid twenty seventeen release, um, if that gives you any idea. Um, but I, again, that's that might. I don't. It's so hard to say. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. I might as well not even said a year or whatever. <laughs> we wanted. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was. I couldn't imagine the feeling of just kind of because that thing is your baby. It right. seems like. It, it and like I couldn't. Is, uh, yeah, I could satisfied. Yeah, I can, <laughs> couldn't imagine like picking a date. And say, all right, we're just gonna let the public just. Well, this is the final release. I could not. That'd be so much stress. Oh, it's think. been harrowing just letting people play this this broken in parts. You know, pre-alpha demo. It's like there are things about it that are quirky and, and a little bit wrong. And you know, people um, people have actually given it a pretty good reception. Way better. You know, um, we're pretty well versed in the internet and how. Uh, how, Trolling. how yeah, how people are. Oh, <laughs> uh, everybody has an opinion on the internet, <laughs> and most but, of them uh, suck. Yeah. <laughs> but again, yeah, we've we've gotten um, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from it, and we've continued mm-hmm. to iterate on that feedback. And you know, the next time we show a, a demo or um, screenshots, you know, we're we're revamping. Um, our terrain almost entirely and our, and our UI system and our particle system <laughs> we wanted to add a bunch of new we're just, we're just, we actually just restart we deleted everything I'll yesterday say, the never satisfied <laughs> mantra we wanted we we're like let's sit down and add some new stuff instead of just reworking all this old stuff two weeks later and we're still 
like completely redoing everything we currently had <laughs> yeah. to make it look better because we don't want to add that one thing until this is perfect. Right. <clears throat> it's like a never-ending cycle. <laughs> it is. Yeah, and we we've got to the you know we ha- you got to cut it off at some yeah, some way. Got to break that wheel. Right. We're getting to the point where I I think we're we're close where we can say okay this is it this is the final version of this mm-hmm. particular thing we're not going to do anything else to it and. Um, we're getting, you know, we're getting there. So it's 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 really exciting, and there's there's still a lot to do, but we've got a lot of the hard stuff out of the way already. So, uh, would would it be too much to ask, like what? Because I don't know if I missed this or not. We've been talking a lot about the world and the creation of the game itself, but as far as like the characters in the game, or uh, is there kind of a backstory to the game, or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this. Okay, so, uh, babe. Basically, Babe was original, like a story that I wrote whenever okay. I was around thirteen, and it was, you know, a, a pretty big story. Not, it was a very, very bad story. I'll be honest, but, <laughs> but you know, as, as we matured, so did yeah. The story. I was gonna say, as yeah. it, Harold will write a story. It's it, it you know, oh, I, at the time I was like, this is the best thing ever, but you know, it's crap. <laughs> it's it's fine. I accept that. But <laughs> as we've got as we've gotten older, you know, that was fifteen, sixteen years ago. We've managed to that story has always been at its heart about certain you know specific things and we've managed to just again like Andy said we've been able to, to make it more mature uh, more realistic mm-hmm. um, there is a huge backstory um, we have the entire continent fleshed out we have the entire arc of the game fleshed out uh, and we have a 1500 years of history before the game even starts pretty much fleshed out we have wow. a wiki, we have a wiki set up we've kind of neglected it but we need to get back to it. But we have a wiki set up. Um, we have a map. You know, we have maps, um, short stories, illustrations. Just all we have all this different stuff. And um, the characters, obviously, we know all the characters that are going to be in the game. We know all the towns, villages, places, locations, events. I mean, there's nothing really that there's there. I'd say the story, the plot, is about ninety five percent done. And of okay. course, we'll go outside and we'll talk about the story for an hour and come back in, and there may be. Some anything from minor to major changes, but we make sure it always is fleshed out. You know, and that's why the fact that we haven't put anything in concrete is 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 the best part of it because it's it's still evolving today. You know, I mean, I make a let's say I make an area and we really like this. This looks like there could be a house here. Well, next thing you know, we have a character called Byron who you know, and it's just it's just fun to fill those voids in. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would probably be. One of my favorite aspects to making a game would be developing a story and, and uh, you know, trying to, to weed out. But that's awesome, guys. That, I mean, super impressive that you guys are taking on such a huge project. Just you two. That's that's really awesome. Like, um, how many hours a day would you guys say you guys work on the on Bavanchile? <laughs> it's at least a full-time job. Yeah, okay. I mean, we treat we basically get together um, we get together around nine. We usually work till around six, six thirty. Um, and I'll, I'll oftentimes I'll I'll still work after that. I'll you know I'll put in a few hours on the weekend. But it's not it's not really work. You know, I enjoy, I really enjoy doing it. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 really fun. It, it's fun. You know, I mean, it, it sounds and it could be infuriating at the same time. But it's it's not really a, a job to me. It's more of a Investment, I suppose you could say, you know, in something that I, we have a lot of, you know, faith and confidence in, and I. That's why I don't mind putting in, you know, twelve hours a day, some days on it. 
I literally go to sleep thinking about Bevon <laughs> and wake up and take a shower while thinking about Bevon All right, that's a little weird. I mean, true. <laughs> <laughs> if I leave or something and there's a problem I was having, you know, why won't, like, how come I can't get this, you know, menu to act like I want it right. to? I mean, I, even though I'm not working on it, there's a good chance that I'm thinking about it somewhere in the back of my head, trying to figure out. And a lot of times that's worth stepping back like that is, is, is one of the biggest things you can do, yep. one of the best things you it's can very do. very true. Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing the, the types of solutions that can come to you when you're not even conscious, you know, when you're not really mm-hmm. giving it full focus. You just happen upon a thought in the shower, like you were saying. It's like, oh, that's why that wasn't working, you know, something like that. So it's, it's very much at the forefront of our thoughts pretty much all, I mean, at least, yeah, I think for both of us all the time. And you know, it 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 has to be. I mean, it kind of really it needs to be in order to get it eventually finished. I mean, with just us two, um, it you know it just has to. It, we put a lot of thought and time into it, and we enjoy doing it. So, right. Well, um, I think we're getting close to all the time that we had for this episode to talk to you guys, but uh, we had a one very important final question. <laughs> all right, um, give it to us. Have you guys tried the Whopperito for Burger King? No, I feel like I should though. Just <laughs> just based on just based on the name, it sounds really awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. When that was explained to me, I was pretty interested. I need to I need to make. I haven't my way been to there. man. I haven't been to Burger King in like years. Have you guys tried it? And would you recommend it? <laughs> yes, we have. At least me and Kyle have tried it. Caleb, have you tried it yet? Not yet. It's a work in progress. <laughs> can, can I explain the process that I saw my Whopperito being made? Uh, well, okay, yeah, go ahead. All right. It's up so, to me. so our Burger King by the mall here is the like worst a, it, Burger King in the yeah, entire there's world. One car out there every time, and it's usually the employees or something. So I go in there and order it, and I see the lady making it the entire time. She puts the beef and the burrito, veggies and everything, and then the sauce on it, and then she wraps it up, and I think I'm getting ready to get it, and then she lifts it up and puts it into a microwave and heats it and nukes it for like a solid minute and a half. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, it was it was awful. Like, but I, don't try the the, ba- or the Whopperito. Got okay, it. I didn't know. Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about what the Edo part meant, but I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that there was a burrito involved, so that's kind of cool. That might be... <laughs> It's but Karen, they didn't do that to, no. to Kmart, No, mine was fresh. Mine was fresh. Well, hey. I, oh, mine was they fresh. Because I'm in Dayton. <laughs> completely different Burger King, completely different crew, everything. And so mine was a lot more fresh. So based on my experience, it was a lot better. But I, just try it for yourself. I, that's what I would say. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. We'll do that. Um, Make sure nobody's using the bathroom for a while, too, because you'll probably need it. Oh, oh you will blow up a bathroom. Yeah. We had Trust the triple me. Baconator challenge back in our old jobs. So oh, we, man. Where, where, okay, we, we want to plug you guys, so where can we find you um, on the interwebs? Um, okay, well, we have, you know, uh, com obviously, um, is our main website. Um, you know, we have a development blog there, uh, pictures, um, and about section, you know, stuff like that. Um, Twitter, we have, you know, we have an active Twitter presence. We have a Facebook group. Um, also, you will find um, we have pages on um, some indie game uh, sites such as Game Jolt and IndieDB. Um, and a lot of these sites have the same kind of information. Um, some of them have, you know, unique information just to that specific site. So, um, 
and we have a couple other little social media things as Facebook, well. Facebook, well, yeah, I said, yeah, awesome. Um, um, so, is there a way that uh, our listeners can play your game now or try out one of your demos? Yeah, um, we actually there is a demo that is de- you can download the demo from our site. Um, you can also download it from either Game Jolt or IndieDB. Um, the links to both of those are on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Awesome. Well, Derek, Andy, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been really good talking to you guys. We really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedules to come on and talk to us. And uh, uh, we can't wait to play the uh, the full version of Bovanchule. Awesome. Well, thank, yeah. you, thank you very much for having us. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you guys very much. No problem. Awesome. And everyone, that's been an interview by Real Dudes. Have a rad day. Oh, cut my elongated and out of there. (laughs) I'm stuck. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Home Depot has very good news for your lawn. It's called Scott's Thicker Lawn. Right now from only $19.98 a bag. Thicker Lawn is a three-in-one mixture of seed, fertilizer, and soil improver. Perfectly formulated for thicker lawns and happier lawn owners. So spread the word for up to a 50% thicker lawn after just one application. Today is the day for doing with Scott's Thicker Lawn from only $19.98 a bag. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Selection varies by store.